I'm Luke. And I'm Ollie. And we love our sport, don't we? Yes, we do. I've been lucky enough to work in sport and volunteer in a few different sports and really love watching my two young boys, including Oliver right next to me, participate in a whole range of different sports and seeing the joy and excitement that that provides them. And I'm Molly and I'm a total sports nut and love all sports. And we hope you enjoy our podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We're here with Matt. How are you going? I'm great. Great to be here. We've also got Oliver here. Hi, listeners. How are you, mate? Uh, good. Excited to have a guest on the show? Yeah. Very what good. a guest it is. What a guest it is. Mm. Well, that leads us into our first question. Who are you? <laughs> My name is Matt. Matt Lewis. I've known the Mears family for a long, long time through various connections. It's actually... Quite remarkable how many connections there are now. Yes. Well, Brother of uh, James, who is a um, a lifelong friend of, of Luke. And a diehard Carlton supporter. Diehard Carlton we'll fan. Just, we'll just talk about Yep, yep. I think his new house in Melbourne has decked out Carlton gear everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Painted the walls in navy blue. <laughs> and then colleague of Luke's for a couple of years. And now, remarkably... Luke's son's primary school teacher. So, Mr Lewis, is here to join us, Oliver? Um, I guess so. <laughs> we can call him Matt today, he said. That's all right. All right, and what do you do with yourself, Matt? Well, I think we, uh, we might have secretly uncovered that <laughs> just then. So I'm a primary school teacher at Bell Reeve, uh, and this is my first year at Bell Reeve Primary Turn one down, done and dusted, and it was wonderful. So, very stoked to be at Bell Reef Primary after having six years at a previous school down in the Huon Valley. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And what are your sports that you're most connected to? Well, I have heard the intro multiple times. I know that Oliver claims to love all sports, and I reckon I'm probably his biggest rival to that throne. <laughs> The sports that I've played, or, or continue to play, are soccer mainly, uh, golf, tennis, but if we go back into my rich past as an athlete, <laughs> athletics, <laughs> swimming, um, and a bit of school footy. Right. School footy was, yeah, probably another one I could add to the, add to the list. I'm just might, trying to think if I've forgotten any. Might have been easy to list those that you haven't played. Yeah. Probably basketball is one. I know basketball is a hot topic. I know basketball is a sport that I didn't play as a kid. But you. But I've been swept up in the Jack Chapman. Yeah. Uh, what would you call that? Momentum, yep. so to speak. Yep. Uh, cricket. Yep. There you go. Forgot one. <laughs> yep. Cricket. Played that for a few years in high school, but big follower of, of cricket. There's a lot of sports that I follow, still to this day, and just through time, means that I can't play them. Sounds a bit like us, doesn't it, mate? Oh, you just wait till you get a bit older, Ollie. It comes even harder. Well, that's the idea. That's why you're playing soccer and footy this season, mm-hmm. aren't you? And last season you did as well. To, mm-hmm. Just while you're young and give them a crack and see mm-hmm. what you enjoy the most. All right. And your favourite sports team or teams? Oh, I reckon this would be a popular answer on this podcast. St Kilda Saints. Yes. Correct answer. Giving me... Many moments of joy, but many oh, more don't. moments of agony over the journey. I think um, I've ruined football for my for my parents <laughs> to the point when uh, St Kilda plays their team, North Melbourne. Mum's immediate reaction is to go for St Kilda, just through <laughs> previous experiences when I was a child. She prefers. St. She Kilda prefers to St Kilda to win those matches. <laughs> So I, that she doesn't have to deal with any trauma. I have heard a few little stories from your brother, Matt. Uh, yeah. From your brother, James. Yes, sorry. no, I uh, have matured as a supporter. But when so. I was a bit younger than Oliver, I wasn't the the best at <laughs> taking and accepting losses. I've heard about some posters being pulled off walls <laughs> yep. and torn up and that yes, yes, sort that, of stuff. Yeah, I can confirm <laughs> that that is indeed true. It's just a sign of my passion. Yes, yeah. yes. All right. And any other favourite sports teams? Uh, yes, I um, 
I do love Tottenham Hotspur in the English Premier League. Big Hobart Hurricanes fan. Wish I wish I really didn't go for the Hurricanes, to be honest. Wish I could choose another franchise in the BBL because they let us down a lot. It's a bit tricky, isn't it? I mean, football teams, obviously, we, it's a hot topic about whether Tasmania might get a team. Mm. Um, but, you know, prior to that, uh, you obviously sort of pick one from around the country. Yeah. So you can sort of pick whoever you want, really. But with uh, the Hurricanes, you sort of feel inclined to you go do. to the local you team. You do. And I do... Look, they have done pretty well, but I feel like potentially... I might be the mockers on a few sports teams. I mean, St Kilda and the Hurricanes are probably mm. two of the more unsuccessful clubs slash franchises in Australian sport. I'm hoping that mm. the Jack Jumpers can buck that trend. Yes, they've got a bit of work to do. They do, yeah. To getting well and truly back in the first finals match, but promising season anyway. Yeah, exactly finals, right. So yeah. They can build on that. All right, so Tottenham Hotspur, uh, any, any other... Teams? Uh, NBA look, teams? I do go for San Antonio Spurs. Oh, so they the have Spurs. they have yeah. had a bit of success in their time. So yeah. maybe, uh, you know, maybe there isn't a curse on my <laughs> supporting teams. Maybe basketball is your sport. Maybe basketball is for. my sport. Maybe that's my barometer for sports that I should, should choose for. Um, local, um, see, A-League I'm a little bit unmotivated by. I don't connect strongly with the A-League, but I do go for Melbourne City. Okay. Very loosely. Yeah, we're a bit same. It's a bit yeah. hard to follow the A-League, yeah. I find. I must admit, having worked at Cricket Tasmania, really uh, pushed my love for the Tigers. I was a... You know, I guess I was a fan before working at Cricket Tas, but then I became quite fanatical, just being immersed in the culture. Yeah. So I, um, you know, even to this day, even, even what, seven or eight years after... Finishing up working at Cricket Tennis. Still follow them very, very closely. Yeah. I was probably the number one fan of the uh, Steve Casolino fan club for a while there, <laughs> which is a very niche reference. Yes. He was Steve a, Casolino. Uh, I'm not sure what Big Steve's up to these days. Uh, he's back in Sydney, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he played for Lindisfarne down here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a solid opening bat for the Tigers yeah. for a, a good... Couple of seasons there. I'd high hopes for Steve. <laughs> yeah. Let me down. <laughs> uh, very good. But that probably covers the sporting teams. I think it's St Kilda and Daylight, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. They sort of dominate my, my and sporting. And who team, are your favourite sports stars? So obviously the Saints you've named there. Who's your uh, who's your can't go to? past Lenny Hayes as my favourite player of all time. There's a there's a current player. That is starting to rival Lenny Hayes if Ooh. his career path goes in that same way, which is Jack Steele. Yes. I do see a lot of similarities in the way they play their football. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yep. Um, I was a, the first St Kilda player that I loved was Ozzy Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I fell in love with him in the late 90s with his dash out of the half-back. And it's hard to go past Nick Rewell yep. as, a, as a St Kilda champion. And I was a huge fan of Brendan Goddard. Yeah, okay. And I just feel like he may have just crept out of my top five Ooh. based purely on his decision to go join a certain team that I won't name, <laughs> who I don't like at all. Yeah. But I did love the way he played football. So who would be your top five then? So I feel like there, I or? actually did write this down at some point. <laughs> A while ago. This is, this is not a test. So. No, I know. I feel, I feel like Lenny Hayes is number one. Nick Rowell is number two. Ozzy Jones is in there. I think Jack Steele is in there. And I reckon Brennan Goddard still sneaks in the top five. Just in fifth. Yeah, three. Troy Swartz sixth. Oh, Troy Swartz. Did you say the other day um, Max King used to get around yeah, number four? Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. He's the one that could launch his way to the top five if he continues Launching the way very... he's going. Uh, very. I think it's uh, probably a good time to ask Oliver who his top five St Kilda players are putting um, on the spot here. Well, how about this? Our podcast guest asking us questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, number, like teacher or something. Number one, probably like probably Jack Steele. Yeah. Number two is probably right now Max King. Mhm. Number three is probably um Brad Hill. Brad Hill. 
Will's probably Seb Ross and Val's probably Dan McKenzie. Mm, couldn't okay. sneak Tom Campbell into the top five. Some killed a great yeah. Tom Campbell. Hasn't even played a game. Paul Hunter would yet. be close <laughs> to the top ten too, I'd imagine. What about um, who else? I don't know. That's a pretty good list. That's yeah. a good list. I like yeah. that. Anyways, we we better move on because yeah. we could we could spend we, the whole podcast on. We could and we, look. We can come back to another episode. Yeah, we maybe outside. do our best twenty-two. Maybe, yeah. yes. Set all of us some homework. Uh, all right. So there's some fav- some of your favourite sports stars. Um, more back to you. Mm-hmm. What were your nicknames as a um, sports player? Oh, very boring. Very, very boring. boring. Add a Y to my name. Maddie. Yep. Yeah. And then take the I S off my last name and add an O. <laughs> To make it Luo. Luo. That's about it. Yeah. I've heard Matty Lou. Yeah, that... Yeah, well, that's a slightly more inventive. It is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There was, like, at one stage, I was the vice-captain of a team, and one of my teammates was trying to get Vinny going. I'm not sure. I think V for Vinny in vice-captain. <laughs> very, that's very big stretch. And I reckon it lasted, I thought, lasted I, a week, maybe. I thought you were going to say... Um, your resemblance to Vinnie Barbarino or something. No, no, Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. Yeah, I do play yeah. my soccer a bit like Vinnie Jones. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but that didn't last. Yeah. No, my name's never been one to be mm. transformed into a, a cool nickname. So yeah. I can't provide too much entertainment for that question. No, the best one we've had, I think you're our fourth guest. A very similar story with our other guests. Yep. Um, you know, just had a Y or cut and surname in half or yep. that sort of thing and like myself and probably Ollie when he gets a bit old, older people probably just run with Meezy yep it's quite boring so the best one that um, we've heard was from Sam Rainbird who gets called Rick um, for Rick Finlay because Rainy loves his stats apparently I thought it might be because they've got quite similar hairlines <laughs> well that might also come into it <laughs> just a little drive by there for Rainy you want and uh, what number did you tend to wear? Did you have a yeah, number that you'd I go to? I do have a number. 14 is my go-to number when I can. I'm a little bit disappointed with my current team, Taruna, in, uh, in soccer, because our number 14 in our current strip is a medium. <laughs> and I am a large, large operator. So I can't wear my 14 at the moment, and I'm... And I'm finding it really difficult. I haven't locked in another, like another number. Yeah, it's okay. going from week to week. Sometimes I'm three. Sometimes I'm four. Sometimes I even go to number 20. Yeah, okay. I'm feeling a bit lost. Could be, without. Yeah. Could 28, if they go up to 28, you know, double, double 14. 14. No, we don't have a 28. Team memory style. Yeah. So, for, yeah, 14 from when I was about the age of 10. I think I've just worn it wherever, whenever I can. I think I know the answer, but how come 14? Very simple one. It's the day I was born. And I just, I don't know, I just like, I like soccer sports shirts with two numbers on them compared to one. I don't yeah, know okay. why. Aesthetically, yeah. I just yeah, think okay. it looks a bit nicer. Well, I guess if you go the large, then it fills out the yep, back a bit right. more. Yep. <laughs> Oliver, you across the dramas in the AFL, again, I'm taking over here the question, <laughs> around the numbers, the number 11 on the backs of certain AFL jerseys. Have you heard about some of the issues that no. have come up? Big, big dramas in the AFL with the number 11. Some, some jerseys have the, the two ones quite wide apart, mm-hmm. and then some are really close together, and it actually looks like number one. I did actually notice that when we were at the MCG, uh, when was that, a week and a half, nearly two weeks ago, mm. we were sitting up the top tier, and... I can't remember which team it was, but one of Carlton or Port Adelaide. And I did notice from afar the number 11, as I said, I can't remember who it was, which team. But it did, I was a bit confused whether it was a 1 or 11, and I had mm. to sort of look quite intently to realise it was number 11. Yeah, I think that's probably a big issue for the incumbent CEO. <laughs> I think it's probably number AFL. one on their list, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, to fix that issue, because I know Paul Seedsman, when he wears his... <laughs> 
it looks like number one. And then Max Gorn's, the, the two ones are so far apart, they could be separate numbers altogether. <laughs> He's actually stitched together two shirts. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. I mean, that and the Tasmanian team are probably the two priorities, I'd imagine. Yeah, and obviously the number 11 will be ahead of Tasmania. I think so. Clearly. Yeah, and I think all Tasmanians would appreciate that <laughs> and understand yeah. that that's more important. Yeah, we'd be happy to sacrifice a Tasmanian team in the AFL if, as long as they get the 11s yeah, right. I yeah. think so. Yeah, obviously. Uh, well, while we're talking about numbers and, and your date of birth, mm-hmm. uh, I feel there's something quite unique about your date of birth. It is. It's Again, this is very niche, and I don't <laughs> think many people appreciate it. Potentially the only people that might appreciate it are the two hosts of this podcast. Mm-hmm. 14 goals, 7. His how many points is 91 points. So if you kick 14 goals and you have seven behinds, you're going to be on 91 points. Well, I'm actually born on the 14th of July in the year 1991. And unless you are born on the 15th of January in 1991, then that makes me uh, incredibly unique with my birthday. Very good. Yeah, I don't think there's many situations. There wouldn't be too many getting around. No, I think you've got to be in that sweet spot of a Mm. year. You know, I think... Yeah. Poor old millennials are a bit stuck. They can't (laughs) can't be using those quirky stats on their birthday. I guess, yeah. What's your birthday, Oliver? I should should probably know that, kind of. 17th of the second slot. What's 17 goals to equal? 102. Yeah, you born in... No, 102... Plus two, which is one hundred and four. One hundred and four. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Not quite. It? You'd have to. So we've got to wait really a hundred years <laughs> to you. So then, if you're born in twenty one oh four, it doesn't born, really work either. Yeah, if you, I wonder if you could say if you're born in two thousand and four, that might still work because oh four. But no, no it's, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. No, not gifted. No, I like did. I did know that. And mm. funnily enough, and I think um, that might have come up when we were working together at Cricket Taz. Uh, yeah, I, I do like to insert it as being, <laughs> in, in many. Yeah, probably day one when you yeah. started was when yeah. we. Uh, it's we probably on my that. CV. <laughs> but uh, funnily enough, a few years later, uh, someone in the office uh, was talking about quite a few years later, you know, yep. probably five plus years after you'd, you'd finished up and moved on to do your teaching uh, degree and, and move into that field, uh, it came up in the office that. Um, talking one day and someone said something about a footy score date of birth and said how they know someone and I, was, and I stopped and questioned them on that and oh, said, really? oh, said hang on uh, let's just say that again and <laughs> they, Darcy style, say that again <laughs> say that again and uh, and this particular lady said oh my friend Matt his um, his date of birth is 14791 oh, and, I, and I said that wouldn't be Matt Lewis would it and she said yes yeah. so Funnily enough, we... Um, was that we, Ashland? That Funny was Ashland. There you go. We established that we both knew you yep. uh, through that little fact. There you go. Right, there you go. That's actually quite cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually quite impressed that Ashland not well, only... She does work in the numbers field. Yeah. So. Listened to that and found that interesting <laughs> enough to remember and to retain. So there you go. There's more than just the two of us. Yep. So you can add one more to the list that's yep. actually interested in that. Information. We'll see. Some of the listeners might be interested. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got into things. Uh, thanks for sharing some of that information. No worries. Uh, now, I just wanted to sort of talk a bit more about how you got involved in sport and, and sort of what what inspired you when you were younger and, and how you got involved in the some of those different sports you mentioned. Yeah. Well, I've got my two brothers to thank or blame whichever way I want to go with this direction (laughs) because they were obsessed with soccer growing up both played for the mighty West Hobart United um, which was so then I was sort of great uh, team by the way yeah they're great team great team lots of wonderful kids I've got some photos from when we were young all of us all my brothers myself included sponsored by Perfect Prince there for a while yeah and great winter apparel yeah really thought about really thought about you know, what would be a good apparel for, for kids who are age six to be wearing at the crossroads in the domain at nine oh. o'clock on a winter's morning. So yeah. we had jumpers. 
keeping, a lot of this, which is great. Keeping the ice off the turf. Yep. Um, and the reason why I said I have them to thank slash blame is a real sliding doors moment in my sporting life, I guess, because the older I've got, the more inclined I would say I prefer footy as a sport to soccer. Still love playing soccer and I still enjoy it, but I watch a lot more football. And I really wish that I had played football as a kid. Yeah. For a club or, you know. But I was drawn to soccer through my brothers and then a lot of my friends at school. And my school that I went to was more of a soccer-loving mm. school than a football-loving school, which probably contributed to it as well. And I had a great group of friends and a great local team in West Hobart and we were you know we had a good a good squad and a um, very supportive families we got you know lots of trainings and lots of indoor soccer games and things like that and it all started from there really and I'm still playing soccer now I think it's 26 maybe or 25 years straight wow. of playing soccer with no no gap here or anything that's so, impressive I mean I've I've gone into some lower levels in years recently just because, uh, you know, life gets getting busy. Old. Getting old, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm certainly feeling 30 now, especially on a Sunday morning after playing soccer on a Saturday. And what, yeah. what position have you tended to play? Oh, I'm, a, I'm a defender primarily, which is a bit boring. Oh, I, um, I wouldn't say it's boring. I've... Quite Probably, important. yeah, it is an important role. Um, I do enjoy playing defence, actually. I have dabbled in a bit of midfield at times, but I often find myself just walking my way back in defence <laughs> just because it's the place I know. Yeah. I've played it ever since I was about six. Yeah, okay. So I reckon I've probably averaged a goal every 460 appearances. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily. Right? Yeah, I don't necessarily um, trouble the score score mm. sheet very often. But, uh, Sounds very similar to myself. My career. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but you know, growing up, watching my brother's team play, you know, Luke was an idol of mine <laughs> as a defender. So. Several <laughs> there. Yep, for the mighty Newtown Eagles. Yes. Um, played against the Newtown Eagles on the weekend, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, we How lost. Yeah. Uh, They're yeah. pretty good. Unlucky. Mm. Um, did also play I didn't play for Taruna the club but played for Taruna High and we played a few games at Taruna's home ground yep down at Kelvin Park yes Kelvin Park beautiful part of the world got some new club rooms down there I've heard yes we do mm. yep they're pretty pretty spiffy uh, I've yep. seen photos so I'll have to get, we'll have to get down there and have a look for ourselves and it was actually um, featured Kelvin Park on um, I believe it was Fox Sports might have been Optus, one of the two, um, about a year or two ago now, as one of the top grounds in Australia in okay. terms of its beauty, I guess. Okay. Sort of, uh, they did a bit of a feature on yeah, well, football is. pitches around the uh, around Australia that um, maybe okay. aren't well known at all, but yeah, right. known you know it's known locally, yep, yeah, for their. Well, obviously, it's situated right alongside the sewerage treatment plant. Exactly, there. yeah, which is <laughs> one of the features of the story, of course. Yeah, which is hidden by some trees. It does overlook the Derwent, and yeah. it's right on the Derwent, isn't it? It is on a summer's day. Um, you can the viewing area for spectators is elevated. Yep, and you can look over the ground and see the views of the Derwent. It's yep. pretty amazing. Yeah, very good, and. Just hold your nose if the wind's blowing the That's wrong way right. from the serious treatment yep. plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so you played for a few different clubs I have. in your time. Yep. Can you quickly sort of name them for us? Yep. Or? I uh, Well, I guess we counting junior clubs. Oh, West Hobart was my junior club. Yeah. Under sixes to under twelves. Yeah. And then um, I went and joined South Hobart for under thirteens and fourteens. And then I went into the state system for a couple of years. So we, rather than play for a club, we played as a state team yep. in uh, some sort of overage groupings. Yep. And then I went, um, I followed a lot of my friends from our state team that went and played at Clarence, where I sort of, that's where my senior career began. Yeah. As a sprightly young 15 year old, and played there till I was about 20. 
I believe you also played with one of our previous guests on the podcast who lives right next door. Oh, who's that? Alex Tatnell. I did play with Alex Tatnell. Yep. A mm. goalkeeper for us. Correct. Yep. For a yep. couple of years. Yes. Um, yep. And we had a bit of success at Clarence, which was um, pretty impressive considering that the South Hobart uh, Empire yep. had just begun. Yes. Um, so we managed to win a couple of trophies at Clarence. What did you win? We won the statewide cup. Yep. Uh, and also the final series for the... Um, it wasn't a state league then, but the yep. Southern Premier League and Northern Premier League leagues would come together and have okay. a South v North final series. So like the statewide finals. Yep, and we were yeah. able to beat South Hobart at the peak of their powers. Wow. Yep. Um, and we came away with two trophies in the same year, in 2009, I believe. And if only the Saints had broken through that. Oh, no, it would have been that. an amazing, amazing <laughs> year of my anyway, life. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Yep. Yes, no, we can't bring up that. It would bring too much trauma. Uh, and then um, Tasmanian football or soccer reverted back to a state league in around yep. 2013. And I was still... You know, quite young at that point, 22. At the peak of your powers. Yeah, peak of my powers, so to speak. And I was at uni. Yes. Which, for anyone that knows how the uni experience goes, you often have a bit of free time. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt like I could juggle playing that state league and um, still complete uni. Yep, which you did. Which I did. And, but Clarence, unfortunately, were not successful in getting into the state league. Yeah. So I had to... Change allegiances. But I didn't go. I didn't go to a brand new club. I went back to South Hobart, which was my junior. Because you club. had been there previously. Yep. yep. And um. And they were obviously in the mix for trophies, which yeah, without probably you know, helped you. Let's just put it really simply: we were the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of success for about four or five years. We didn't have it our own way the whole time. We had some uh, really. We lost a couple of leagues seasons. So Olympia won one and Devonport won one, but yeah, we had you a lot of success. You're successful when you're talking about losing. Oh, we lost the old title here. Yeah, there. but I think the highlight <laughs> of my soccer career was actually a low light in one sense. Oh. With South Hobart, we got through to um, play in the nationwide FFA Cup, yep. which is Australia's version of the FA Cup. Yes. Where it brings together the best teams from all around Australia. I just love how. how unique they've gone with the name as well. Mm, yeah, very Cup. much so. <laughs> just yeah. put the extra F on yeah. there. It was obviously football fair yeah. Australia Cup, yeah. Um, and uh, we got to play some amazing matches in that tournament. We made it through to the FFA Cup um, two years in a row. Yeah. We lost. Um, we lost both matches that we played. Yeah. Um, we lost to Tuggeranong, a team from Canberra down in Hobart, but that was played at KG5 in front of about 4,500 people, I oh, believe, wow. which was pretty amazing. Yeah, pack, yeah record crowd. Yeah, pack of in there. Um, that was a great experience, even though we, we lost. And the following year, we actually got drawn away from Tasmania, so we had to play a team from Sydney. Yeah. We played Sydney United, who are historically a huge club in Australian soccer. Uh, we played out in Parramatta. And um, this is where my low light slash highlight comes in. That was uh, a game that we were winning 2-0 against this much fancied opponent. And then they went, they came back and it was 3-2, but then we scored again to make it 3-0. And then it went to penalties, which was then broadcast live on Fox Sports all around Australia. So there I was. So there's the highlight. There's the highlight, the low light is that I might have missed a penalty live on Fox Sports in front of all of Australia. Might have? Might have slash did. <laughs> but I still consider it more of a highlight than a low light. Yeah, okay. Because, and also importantly, it wasn't the deciding penalty. Oh, okay. we, oh, we, all, we pretty much all missed. So <laughs> I just wanted to... You weren't alone. Yeah, that's right. Where, did, where were you aiming and where did you end up? Um, I was aiming, I think I aimed bottom right. And the keeper, who I can't remember, was he, I think his name was Mark Passfield. Oh, I think he's Mark Bosnich or something. Well, yeah, not far off Mark <laughs> Bosnich. Mark Passfield, I think he was an ex A League keeper. Okay. So I felt like yeah. he probably had a, had a, you know, like one on one, he's yeah. the more superior player. 
So if I had scored, it would have been a miracle. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. So did yeah. he save it? or did He, he saved it. Yeah. Okay. So at least I got oh, on target. It was on target. Yep. It would have gone in. Only one of our teams scored, apparently. Oh, so right. I was... Yeah. I was in the majority. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well. Happens to the best of us. That's right. Yeah. I have missed my last six penalties. <laughs> I'm not a, not a very confident penalty taker. So It's funny you mention penalties because your brother is very fixated on penalties and, and puts a lot of practice in with his penalties, even though he's not actually playing. playing so yeah. but, but he's the, moment, always, the moment that he <laughs> needs to take one. He's always been big on mm. training penalties. So quite really for that, for well, that yeah. situation. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he knows how hard as a Lewis he has to work that's on right. his penalties. <laughs> Perhaps that's yeah. it. Uh, how many people were at that game? Do you know? Or like it was a um, big crowd? Well, or? it was at a big, big stadium. Okay. And which stadium was it? Uh, it is there. Like, I don't think it's a multifunctional stadium. I think yeah. it's City United's home, home ground, ground. But yeah. they're Historically, I think they are in the um, old NSL. Yeah. So they've got the infrastructure. Yeah. To be, to be honest, the crowd was a bit disappointing. The Sydney okay. United at the time were pretty bad in the New South Wales Premier League. Their coach, though, was Mark Rudin. Who, oh, yeah. uh, he's the coach of an A-League team now. He's quite a famous Australian coach. Yeah. I would say there was about 2,000 people. Yeah, okay. Which didn't feel like a lot because it would probably hold about 12,000 or something. Yeah. So... Still a good experience, though, by the sounds of things. Yeah, so. it was. It was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, so after South Hobart, you then moved on to Taruna? Or was it... uh, I had a little three or four year period where I just played some social football, which is when work was really busy. I couldn't train. So I, I played uh, in one of the social teams for South Hobart, which was a lot of fun. That's where I got my little um, chance to play some midfield. Yes. Get a bit of a feel for a bit further up the ground. But uh, the last two years I've been back at Taruna at a semi-okay standard, just yep. because while I'm still moving okay and I can still play the game to an okay level, and I've got some friends from Taruna for my time that's at Taruna High. Yep. So it sort of good made school. sense. Yep. Good school, Taruna High. Mm. Uh, very good. Um, so you mentioned you played a couple other sports as well. So yep. in your younger days, you played a bit of tennis, you mentioned. Yep. Uh, would that have been at Gilston Bay? It was at Gilston tennis Bay. Club? Yep. And you may have been there. She's a little bit older than you, but mm. one of our previous guests, Kirsten Palfrey. Oh, another Palfrey name. Mm. Yep. They're very famous, Gilston Bay yes. family. So if you, for the listeners... Uh, to this episode, you can rewind and listen to the episode with Pauf, yep. as she's known. I think her parents have uh, been involved in they the tennis club for years and years. This, their son, so Nick, uh, Nick was yeah. one a bit closer to my age. Okay. Nick, and he's the one that, yeah, yeah, I remember a bit more of. Yeah, so Campbell, the dad, I believe. Oh, I think it's Campbell. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a bit of a legend. I think okay. of, the, of the club. Very good. Yeah. yeah. And so, talk us through your tennis career. Was that, oh, was that ever... Do we really want to <laughs> go into the deep, dark depths of my tennis career? Not, <laughs> no, my tennis career was fleeting, let's put it that way. Okay. I've just... I, uh, Mr. Mack was the uh, club coach at Gilston Bay, and he used to come to Goulburn Street Primary. Okay. So I yep. got into it that way. Yeah. Um, and played it for about four or five years, and... Yeah, I really love tennis, but I also didn't love the fact that it was an individual sport. I much prefer team sports. Yeah. Because uh, in a team sport, if you make a mistake, you can say it was somebody else's fault. <laughs> Whereas if, in, if it's in tennis and you hit the ball out, you can't really blame on anyone else. No way to hide, yeah. is there? Uh, any broken rackets? No, time? I didn't take my, um, you know, St Kilda traits <laughs> into my own sporting... Probably a good thing. Yeah. I was a pretty... I was pretty well... Level-headed when yeah. it came to sports, I'm, I'm pretty calm and composed in most of my sporting yes. endeavours. Just the Saints. Just yeah. the Saints. Yeah. 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 Uh, athletics was that ever a big thing for you? Uh, yeah. Um, I did little athletics for about four or five years. Um, was lucky enough to win a few state gold medals oh, in the uh, in the relay. Yeah. I was uh, always about the second or third or sometimes the fourth fastest in our club. Yeah. Which, which club? Was, uh, 
Hobart Districts. Okay. And um, that meant that I was able to be a part of the relay team, which was great. Yeah. And we won two gold medals, I think, four by 100 metres. Um, well, that you would have enjoyed that, given what you just said about enjoying team sports. Yes, I did love that. Um, yeah, I had a lot of, lots, lot of uh, success at inter schools. That was probably mainly because Golden Street was a pretty small school, I think, mm. and um, we went in the high divisions. I think I was not quite as successful when I went to the Champions Cup. Let's put it that way. But no, I, I certainly enjoyed my athletics and swimming as a kid. And um, I feel like swimming in particular is a sport that, as much as I don't love swimming, I kind of wish that I'd kept that up because I think it's got lots of benefits to other sports. Yeah. I think it's no secret that I was probably at my fittest as a kid when I was doing lots of swimming. Yeah. I think it just is a bit of an underrated sport in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and cricket? Yeah, cricket was one that I only dabbled in as an actual participant for a couple of years in high school. Yeah. But um, I played for South Hobart Sandy Bay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did, oh, I did, did I love, didn't know that. Yeah, I did love playing cricket. Um, really enjoyed the couple of years that I played. What sort of level was it? Under 15s. Um, under 15s, 15, yeah. Yeah, under 15s, I think I played for a couple of years. I think I played as an underager and then in yeah. the under 15 year. But that's when soccer was really like sort of taking over yeah and even though cricket's a summer sport and soccer's a winter sport i was getting to the age where i wasn't just playing soccer in winter yeah i was having to do it sort of all year round yeah i guess when you you get into that level there is a bit of overlap of seasons and then mm. like you say if you're in state programs or anything like that there's obviously a bit more of a commitment required yeah mm. uh, any players that you played with that sort of went on Thinking better things in in, um, in any of those sports, cricket or athletics or tennis. Well, I mean, Marcus Dave. I'm just trying to think of some random names. Marcus mm. Davies was in my soccer team, oh, Central yes. Region, and he played a bit of. What did he play for Carlton? He played for Carlton. He would have played fifty games or yeah, so, something like that. And he's obviously a big. He's a big name in the TSL these days. Well, he's now just this year. He's. Playing old scholars. Mm. Is he? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think he's um, coaching and playing at Hutchins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Oliver's all over that because Oliver's nan. So I'm not really all over it. Well, you are. Oliver's nan uh, actually runs the canteen on a Saturday when Hutchins oh, yeah. play at Queenborough. She uh, looks after things there. So she coaches in the loop, doesn't she? With Hutchins? Yeah. Um, I played with Andy Brennan. Who was the first yes. first Tasmanian to play um, A-League. Yeah. I didn't ever get to play with Nathaniel Atkinson, who's probably becoming one of our biggest stars in soccer. He's mm. now playing for Hearts in the Scottish Premier League. He's a bit younger than me. But and he made his Socceroos debut he did, which is, a few weeks ago. I don't think that's getting enough no. uh, credit. For what it deserves. Absolutely. It's amazing. And won the... He, did he win the medal in the A-League? Yeah, he did. And, the, I mean, I don't think this would be harsh on Nathaniel Atkinson. I've never met Nathaniel Atkinson. But as a... As, like, an interested person in soccer for a long, long time and knowing a lot of these people, he wasn't recognised in Tasmania in that in his state team for being one of the stars. So he really he ground out. Team, he was, yeah, I yeah. think, but he really ground out. His, I think he'd be a, uh, an amazing person for young people to speak to yeah. about his career path because I don't think he was a, an out-and-out star. Not like a, not like a, a, a Ricky prodigy. Ponting yeah. style, which uh, for anyone that uh, listens to the Howie Games, which mm. did help inspire us to start this podcast listening to Howie Games um, Howie talks about you know uh, when he asks sports stars where you know what what were you like as a, a junior where you were Ricky Ponting type that mm. was you know 15, 16 you were dominating and they had to change the rules uh, of junior competitions to cater for you yeah. um, or were you more of that player that sort of was okay and obviously had some talent but had to grind your way through yeah. which sounds like Nathaniel's more of that style yeah definitely mm. yeah no, but I haven't had a whole lot of connections to famous sports people, I must admit. I thought, yeah, it's a good question. 
if I had more time to think about it, I might be able to find some more. But well, we can hit pause and you no, can have a think. But... No, I don't think there's anyone that comes to mind that's gone to amazing things that I can say. Apart from Alex Tatnell and Kirsten Pohl. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we've yeah. talked about their careers in, yeah. on, on their own episodes. But well, did you know? Were you aware that Alex Tatnell actually uh, went and trialled with Adelaide United? No, the... I didn't. Yeah. Well, there you well, go. We'll see if he's home in a minute. <laughs> you go head over the fence and have a chat about that. But yeah, right. He did mention that on the podcast, so yeah, yeah he uh, he sort of nearly made it yeah. to that to that level. But uh, there you go. Excellent. Um, so, what are some of your sporting highlights? We you've probably touched on a few. Um, you mentioned when you were playing for South Hobart and playing FFA Cup. Is there any other sort of key highlights as a either as a player or as a fan that really um, stick in your mind? Um, it's a good question. I reckon some of the statewide cup finals that we won, which then made us go to the FFA Cup were highlights. There was one in particular which was in Tasmanian soccer circles, quite a, I guess, famous slash infamous game when we, um, we played a team called Hobart Zebras in the final who were quite powerful club and they had beaten us just the week before actually I think it was or even two weeks before quite comfortably 3-0 and they were the team in form going into the final and um, we were we were still a good team then and um, had a good squad but people were thinking oh maybe maybe their time's up as a powerhouse and uh, then Hobart Zebras made a pretty bizarre decision to um bring in Steve Corica. Steve, Steve Cor- Corica, oh, who at the that. time was about 45, I reckon. <laughs> he was, for those that don't know Steve Corica, he's a very famous Australian soccer player. Probably has oh, a few caps. Very from, famous, might be a stretch. To soccer fans. To famous. soccer fans, yeah. 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 He's probably got a few caps for the soccer reason, yeah, I he imagine. Oh, I haven't got any stats at all. Yeah. He would have played at least 30 times for Australia, I would think. Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, a few more than that. Yeah, a bit of an A-League star when yeah. the A-League was first beginning. And uh, he sort of, I think a few of those ex-A-League stars do the uh, the old tour yes. occasionally. And Hobart Zebras decided to bring him in. <laughs> and so what that meant was that one of the players that, you know, had probably been training all year mm. missed out. And um, we ended up beating them convincingly 3-0. And I think Steve Corrick had missed an open goal. Oh, when the game was more in the balance. Was it subbed off after 65 minutes anyway. Was there any chirp from, uh, from no, your, your team? No, not really. No, I think you'd be a brave person to be <laughs> chirping Steve yeah, Corrigan. You, you yeah. didn't want to yeah, uh, fire him up. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably a highlight. Not many highlights as a, as a supporter of clubs, I must admit. Yeah, we'd, I'd go into some, some like... I know St Kilda fans like to celebrate... Our win against Geelong in round 14 when we were both 13 and 0, and they talk about that being the best home and away game of all time. Funnily enough, and I forgot to mention this earlier, but what was St Kilda's um, winning score in that game? Oh, were we on 91? I think so. I think we I were think on 91. I think it was 14, 7, 91. I think it, it might have been. Was I think it not? Gardner kicked a goal late to make it 91. Mm. Yeah. But I can't cop that as being a, a game to no, celebrate. I think that's. It's not great if you're celebrating a round game as a highlight of It's a... also the fact that what happened later on that year, which makes that game mm. tough to swallow. Yes. I do love that preliminary final win that we had against the Bulldogs. Yep. And I do love the our... The Rewalt Topoke. Yep. And yeah. I do love our recent um, elimination final win against the Bulldogs as well. Yeah. That was a... Yeah. That was a good win. And... As we sit here now, the Saints have started the season well. They but, have. But we, Oliver's just motioning that we're keeping the lid on, aren't we, mate? So we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, but hopefully there might be a final coming into the year. Mm, sorry, I've said the F word. Yeah, we've got a tough draw for the rest of the year. Yes, we've had a, we've had a reasonable run to start the season. Obviously, winning. Melbourne win. and Geelong. Melbourne and Geelong, and we've got Brisbane and Sydney in there. In the we next. play Sydney twice. No, yeah. I, I think we play a few. Yet. I think we play a few of those top teams mm. twice. 
like last year our our draw to play teams twice was like Melbourne who finished like ninth the year before, mm. Sydney who finished like sixteenth, and like I think it was like Port Adelaide, Brisbane, and like the Western Bulldogs. Like as long as the Saints have got the mindset that to be the best you've got to beat the best, so that's right. If they do that, and that starts this weekend with Port Adelaide. That's right. <laughs> Oh, to be fair though, I don't think Port Adelaide no. are a bad team. No, they're not. They're not as bad as their. What are they? One and five. One and five. They're not as bad mm. as that. Uh, you know, they showed against the Blues. They came out the second half and really probably should have won in the end. Mm. Their last six quarters of football have been pretty good. Mm. Mm. So yeah, no, be you know a tough game up Although there. Although they played a team. Territory. Who did they play last week? A team from the Waffle, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> The Waffle so. All Stars. Well, I think West Coast are up to what forty-one players. I think they've used this season now. Already. Mm-hmm. Which is not a record for the entire year, but he's not far off it already. Mm. And they're only up to round six. Mm. Be a record for round six. Absolutely, it would be. Uh, a couple of um, hard-hitting questions to finish us off. Um, we talked a bit about the Jack Jumpers earlier. And uh, we've talked about football and soccer uh, in quite a bit of detail. Yep. What are your thoughts on um, Tasmania getting an AFL team? And do you think that's likely to happen? And how do you feel about that? I reckon my opinion up until recently has been pretty um, inconsistent with a lot of Tasmanians. I haven't been a huge advocate for a Tasmanian footy team. Purely coming from, I guess, a financial element to it. I just, I don't think, um, well, maybe not necessarily a financial element, but my thinking is if we were to have a team, I think the first few years would be, the honeymoon would be amazing and we would have huge crowds and so on. But if you look at the Hurricanes, slowly but surely the interest has dropped off Mm. and the crowds aren't big. But having said that... I think that's... happened a bit across the board with yeah. Big Bash though but yeah I'd take your point yeah. and I, but I also think that might not necessarily be a problem because I'm talking from a crowd numbers mm. thing there because the, what, the Gold Coast and the Giants don't bring in big crowds and that doesn't seem to be an issue for the AFL mm. a few so, weeks ago when GWS played Gold Coast there was only like 4,000 mm. and that doesn't really seem to be a worry for the AFL does it so you can't imagine even if Tasmania let's say you know in three years time mm. at a team I can't see that in ten years down the track we'd be getting less than four thousand no I don't think so still be getting your sort of six thousand plus to even a you know Tassie struggling let's say against the Giants I think you'd still get your sort of six thousand but yeah and I don't claim to know many of the ins and the outs of the finances of it all but I think the stadium idea is fantastic I think having a stadium on the waterfront mm. um that's something that I've mentioned to my friends for a long time now. I've, since pretty much Adelaide Oval was built. Yeah. And just seeing that transform yeah. Adelaide and Perth Stadium yep. the same. And I guess you can put Docklands in there. Yeah. Um, and MCG. Yeah, MCG. Which has always been yep. where it is and that's quite close just to the city. Just that spot yeah. next to the city mm. would just bring that whole area to life. The The roof being a part of that process I think would be super important to yep. making the games better as a spectacle yep. and actually to increase the likelihood of people going. Also I think we're a that. fickle bunch down in Tassie. It'd also give you that opportunity to get, you know, um, some big concerts and things. That's right. You know, we have had some, some big um, stars down, like an Elton John has been here mm. a few times, but, you know, it would be the go-to for that type yeah. of concert, you'd think. Um, Hard-hitting question for you, Oliver. What would you do if Tassie got a team? Who would you go for? I'd go for St Kilda, but I, if I could buy like a six game Tassie membership, like mm. I'd go to most of the games, they would be my strong second team. Mm. I think I have the same thoughts. I don't think I could ever disconnect from St Kilda, no matter how bad they are <laughs> and how much trauma they're giving me. I yep. think I'm stuck with them for life. And I think that's probably another argument that a lot of people probably make too is, you know, a lot of the existing fans. So Tasmania is already an AFL state. Yeah. From the AFL's perspective, they don't need to do anything down here, really. Mm. They've already got us as a... We're already hooked. We're yeah. already hooked. But I think they're feeling the pressure maybe of 
basketball yes. particularly because it comes down to the actual around participation in the sport itself as well. Yeah. They're probably losing a bit of participation to sports like basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So they might be thinking this is a way to ensure that all young Tasmanians continue to not only love footy but play it as well. Yeah. So I think it'll happen. Yeah. I've got my inside sources, you say. I wouldn't be surprised if Alistair Clarkson... Well, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Couple. Yeah. Might do, like, a Kevin Sheedy and only be coached for, like, two years and yeah. hand over to someone else. I'm just trying to give local Tasmanian coaches that are iconic. That are iconic? Darren Winter Darren. could be there. Is that his first name? Yeah. Yeah, Windy. Maybe Windy could be the first yeah. coach of Tasmania. Brendan Bolton. Brendan Bolton. David yeah. Noble. David Noble. Yep. Um, Rodney Eade. Rodney Eade, yeah. Yeah, well, we might have to... We did talk about um, Ken Oliver... Morton. Huh? Ken Morton. Ken Morton, yeah. cross sports, yep. yeah. Uh, we did talk about, Oliver, didn't we, that we might have to do a special little episode on what a Tasmanian team in the AFL could look like in terms of players. Mm. We talked about, you know, perhaps you'd, you'd sort of look at, yeah, maybe dozen Tasmanian players from across the league and sort of recruiting them in, you know, like your Hugh Greenwoods and your Ben Browns. Um, Jack Lee, well, it's probably, you know, going to be retired by the time Tassie get in, but those sort of players. And then you you obviously look to import some interstate players yeah. as well. And then you, like, draft players from, like, the TSL. That's right. You'd Here's a hard-hitting question for Oliver. If you could pick one person, one player in the AFL to build the Tasmanian team around, who would it be? We did have that conversation, yeah, didn't we? we? we said, like... A bit like Gary Ablett with Gold Coast. Mm. Like who, who would be the like, mm. who would be the Gary like Ablett equivalent? Clayton Oliver or a yep. Christian Petrarca or like a Jeff yep. McRae. Like yeah, okay. Mm. Yep. Ollie Wines. Maybe Ollie Daniel, Wines. Maybe a Daniel McKenzie. <laughs> Daniel McKenzie. Yeah. Oh, he'd be top of the yeah. list, obviously. I would probably go with... Um, I'd actually go with the same. I'd go with Max King. Oh. Max King mm-hmm. yeah. build a team around Max King or maybe you get both the Kings yeah, yeah. Uh, and similar train of thought with that previous question do you think Tasmania will ever get an A-League team I hope not you I hope, hope not I don't think the A-League's going in the right path right direction mm. I think it's a bit of a it's stagnating yeah I know that won't be a very popular answer with soccer supporters but that's just my personal opinion. I don't. I don't I think, think it would be. Um, oh look, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I just. <laughs> no, I'm coming from purely, a biased perspective that I don't watch much of the A League. Purely so, an opinion. I, yeah, I don't question. think I would be super emotionally connected to yeah. the Tasmanian A League team either. Yeah, I guess a massive stumbling block. Yeah, the same could be said for football, but. Um, Massive stumbling block, probably more so for an A-League team, is we don't have a suitable venue no, at we all. No, we don't. Um, Whereas footy, we have Blunt That's right, we do have... Even, so... Exactly, we have two AFL venues currently that host eight games a year between them. Uh, A-League, yes, they play some games at UTAS Stadium. Yeah, UTAS is round, and then because <laughs> you get an AFL team, it'll be full-time foot... Like, they'll play a few games at UTAS, but... Yeah, it's a bit it, hard. Mm. It would be, yeah, it would be a Plus, scheduling uh, yeah. issue to host A-League. Oh, having said that, A-League's run sort of as a summer sport, really, yeah. isn't it? But, I mean, then yeah. cricket is a challenge with both those venues yeah, we just mentioned. And, and also, um, they don't get good crowds at Utah's. Like, they only get 2,000. Mm. It's it's funny, isn't it? Because soccer is a massive participation sport in the country. Well, yet we haven't, as a nation, and and I guess the administration. I don't begin to understand all the ins and outs of administering soccer. Mm. Um, but it just hasn't ever seemed to really get organised. No, it's a harder watch, I think, as well mm. for young people, particularly. Yeah, it's yeah. the like, attention spans yeah. of people these I, days, rightly or wrongly, it's probably not I as high. I enjoy playing soccer more than footy, but I enjoy enjoy watching footy a lot more than mm. soccer. Yep, same as me. Sounds like the three of us are in yep. a similar boat there. All right, well, we'd better uh, wind things up and let you get back to your day. Probably studying the uh, fantasy footy. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of trades that I need to make this week. Very good. 
Uh, couple of uh, last questions if yep. you've still got time. Yep. I heard a little story from back in the day where you might have put some money on a Brownlow. <laughs> um, yes. What, what year was that? Two thousand and ten. Yeah, who, who won it that year? Not that it was actually about uh, the winner. Chris Judd, yeah, okay. I think, won for it. For the Blues. For the Blues. Yeah. Yeah, not that this is a podcast that uh, promotes sports betting. N- not at all. No. I mean, but if there's any sponsors out there, we're all yeah. ears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, and we're in the company of a, a child, so yeah. we won't focus too much on that. But yeah. I did. I was interested in the formulas and, and the work that went into yep. studying... A number of different bets that you might have put on. Yep. And so it was quite a calculated. It was very mathematical, from yep. what I understood. Yep. And I think even Oliver's, you know, Oliver's very young brain was probably would probably be across how it all worked. Mm. So he might be interested in knowing that. Yep. So it was all about um, identifying winners for their team in the yep. Brownlow voting, but also having lots of different smaller bets to cover. Yeah, okay. So you're minimising the possible yep. possibilities of losing kind of thing. So, for example, Travis Boak was the fav- was not the favourite to win Port Adelaide's betting, um, votes. Yeah. But um, according to um, our data, he yep. was going to win by a lot. Yeah, so okay. he was paying wow. about $5 to win Port's votes, which is pretty crazy. And what was... It. Yeah, going to too much detail because yeah. we haven't got time. But what was your data based on? Just our own um, voting. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch every game and do voting, but there's people that do do that yeah. and they provide that to you and you can kind of then go back and look at highlights or watch games and look at stats to double-check those kinds yeah. of things. So your own assessment of yeah. who so, you thought was going to poll well. Yeah. yeah, and so then we put Travis Boak in lots and lots of bets, yeah. but then we also covered a few bets by putting in, in the favourite, which in I think was Robbie did. Gray or something. Yeah, okay. And Travis Boak went on to be in the top five in the ground, though, let alone... Yeah, and so he's he, proven to be a, a good uh, vote-getter is, ever yeah. since. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, and finally, what sort of advice might you have about uh, for kids mm. in particular such as Oliver sitting next to me about yep. getting involved in sport What what's it sort of brought to your life and, and how has it shaped your life um, um, getting involved probably two things I would say is number one don't let coaches um, force you into making decisions that you don't want to make yet about what sports you want to play Speaking from experience, you can play lots of sports for as long as you possibly can. There might come a time when you might have to make a decision on a sport, but don't let the people that are sort of involved in those sports make those decisions for you. Play as many sports as you love that you love for as long as you can. I've heard that advice from someone else that uh, is actually now uh, high up in uh, sports administration in basketball who's yeah. been very big on that. Um, yep. In the past, so that, I think that's really good advice. Yep, and I've actually forgotten the second one now. What was the <laughs> question? Because it might uh, spark my memory. Uh, what advice um, um, would you offer the kids? I, did, I thought it was a little nugget of wisdom, I've forgotten it, which is a shame. I think It was obviously excellent. Yeah, it was obviously excellent. Um, I guess the other thing that I would say about sport is... Oh, I know what it is. Yep. I think a lot of my closest friends are actually those that I played sport with yeah and I know that when kids are young um, they have a wide range of friends but I think and I might be in the minority or everyone's different but I the people that I'm friends with now I don't think many of them are from primary school or even high school a lot of my closest friends are actually through connections I made from sport and I think because sport has that for a lot of people that long-lasting journey and you're obviously sharing a really close interest. So don't underestimate the role that sport can play in lifelong friendships. Excellent answer. Great advice. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time, Mr. Lewis. My pleasure. Or, or Matt, as we might call you. Um, yeah, really appreciate you joining the podcast and uh, hope you enjoyed it. Loved and, it. Uh, 
hopefully a couple of people out there might have a listen. Mm. My mum will probably listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, biggest fan, biggest fan. Yep. Yeah, very good. Yep. All right, we'll finish it up there. Thanks for your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you.